Yeah, that's right. That's right. I got to give that to you, dude. That's awesome. That's, uh, that song's awesome. I was bopping. You see me? I saw it. I saw it. You should have been. Tuesday? It is. It's Tuesday. Buckeyes won. Game one. I took the Hokies plus the 14 last night. And how did that work out for you? Took an L. Hold the book. 220. That's tough. That's a tough loss. But I did go 3-1 and one on Saturday. Yeah, that's huge. Let's talk about that for a little bit. All right. Well, yeah, I took... Uh, who did I take? Um, I took... Uh, I have to look back on Twitter. Uh, who did I take? Let's see... I know we're chilling. Um, I have to look at the Trucks and Dogs Twitter, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember who you got. Look it up. Look it up. We got time. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. We got a huge show today. We got E-Tip calling in. We got Adam Hogue, Mike Jacobson. It's going to be a huge, huge show. Yeah, Bears. We're going to give up three... Three plays, Bears-Packers, ND virginia Pittsburgh-New England. Uh, E-Tip will break down all that, and then we'll talk some baseball, maybe some fantasy with Mike Jacobson because everybody likes a little fantasy, and the Cubs are just still hot. I, I know they're they're up 6-0 against uh, St. Louis tonight again. They rocked St. Louis last night. Um, Cubs are still hot, and um, it's fun to watch. I keep saying it's fun, man. I know socks. They go on streaks. Did you hear what what's his name said the other day? Uh, no, Robertson. He's like, man, we win six, we lose six. We win seven, we lose seven. He goes, we're just so streaky, you know. And I agree with him. Isn't that baseball though? It is, but consistency is what gets you to that next level, you know, Dave. Yeah, I was at the I was at the game Saturday. Uh, we were at a rooftop. Yeah, so I think I saw Ashley put put something up, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying any attention. I was just just getting your drink on. Yeah. Did yeah. you get Did you get all fa- faced up? No, Arietta. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. Um, but Arietta was pitching. I mean, it was a good game. And I got to tell you, beyond the Ivy, they know how to do it. Uh, they do it up. Um, contrary, right, I got it, Dave. I got it. Oh, you got it. Well, well real UCLA, quick. remember? Yeah, that's right. They covered by the half. Yeah, by the hook. You Dave, got, Dave, you're gonna give up seventeen and a half. Um, Northwestern outright winner, winner, chicken dinner. Penn State loses. Wah, wah. And Texas A and M minus the three. That's good. That's pretty good. So you yeah. so so I'm overall three two on the week. So so I over, won money. Yeah, I was gonna say. So overall, with the, with the Buckeye game, you're up. Yeah, that's cool. So no, I, as I was saying, um, contrary to what people may think, um, those billboards, obviously those those jumbotrons at Wrigley Field, they didn't block any of the views of the of the beyond the Ivy rooftops. Not at all. No, not at all. None. No, I mean, it's it's not any it's not any different than what it was so we were at 1010 which is their largest one it's on waveland there yeah and um yeah i mean you could see fine you could see that's fine. good yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't bad at all good good yeah they i haven't been to a rooftop as a lot of people know i don't drink anymore so i it's just almost pointless for me to go to right, it doesn't pay yeah yeah it no. doesn't pay it doesn't no. pay. it's perfect for me because i can't go to Wrigley. I, here's the thing i don't like about wrigley field if you have to go to a bathroom like take a bathroom break that's two innings, bro. Two innings. Forget about it. Just forget about it. So maybe when, they, when they're when they done remodeling, that'll be better. But until they figure that out, I have no desire to step foot in that building. I think it should be condemned, really, myself. Yeah. I, well, I, 
The whole what do you mean the 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 stadium? Yeah, the whole thing. Tear it down. No, he goof. You go to the south side. That's the stadium right there. That's what you, you want to go. You want to go watch a baseball game, have a good time. Go to, go to the cell. Go to U.S. Cellular. That's where you're gonna have a good time. Um, but enough about baseball because I'm a Sox fan and uh, it's a sad day. E, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Um, on Twitter over the weekend, I got woken up to a Saturday morning tweet. And he says, it's Christmas time. Yeah. It's Christmas morning. For us, the, for us gamblers. It was awesome. There's games on all day. How excited were you? I was excited. That's I awesome, it, man. I, you throw some, just, if you're hanging out, I got a family. I got two under two. I'm running around all day. Oh, yeah. To the park, blah, blah, blah. It's cool to throw something down and just watch it on the phone. or It's just fun to watch a football game that matters. You know, I right? think they draw out this preseason. It means nothing. Yeah, I, Thursday night, New England Pitt. Yeah. There's Packers Sunday. Yeah, it's huge. Do you think they got any chance? I don't know, man. Can you believe Christmas is two months away? No, three months. It's coming up. It's, it's coming crazy. Up. It's... I, I don't get it. The more the older we get, is just is it just it just keeps. You used to be excited, bro. You used to be excited when those first like, uh, you know, you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, and you used to be excited. Be like, oh shit, Christmas is coming. I gotta I gotta write down. I want this. I want this on my list. Yeah. Every no. every commercial comes. I want that. Every commercial. I used to want. You know what I used to do? What, were, what was I your toy? Always, what was it? No, I used to always go down. And I knew where they hit them all the time, and just wake <laughs> up and just start looking everywhere. You couldn't help. You couldn't help yourself. No, that's perfect. I remember seeing my dad like take the bite out of the cookie too at one time when I was kind of like up. <laughs> I'm like, come on, what's going on here? <laughs> right, half the mouth. Maybe he was just hungry. <laughs> yeah, you put another cookie out there. Justifying things. Yeah, I, I never really. I tore into. Uh, are you a Christmas guy? Are you? Are you a holiday guy? I don't know. I like. I'm not like. I don't know. I I don't get too into it. I like. I like Christmas. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. You you, you get gifts. I think I like it at first, but the closer you get, I like that drunk you, uncle. Yeah, there's always that guy. I hope I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but you know, it's I I, I get down. I, I get down with Christmas. But but I, I think when you, when you get down to like the wire and you're like last minute shopping dealing with the crowds and stuff are you are you a first nah i'm not wait no 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 not at all not at all i'm not like the the black friday guy at all no um well that was our christmas talk yeah let's welcome in etip at etip on twitter what's going on dude dne what's up what's up brother we're good man we're good all right at etip one one on twitter you can follow him there, also his boy at Big East, at Big East on Twitter, and then uh, follow these guys at Capper's Advantage. Um, can you uh, talk a little bit about Capper's Advantage and any contests going on? Give us the lowdown on what's going on with the site. Hey, you're talking about Christmas. I assume you were talking about last weekend in the form of college football. Return, we right? hey, that's how it started. That's how it started, and then we got into the <laughs> then we got into the drunk uncle talk. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was some good stuff, man. We got we got in some Christmas stuff. So yeah, we we talked about hey, it was Christmas for the gamblers, and this is about what's the best time to have you on. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, Captain's Advantage Year Three. Um, same as it, the same as it always is. Ninety nine bucks for uh, all my picks, all Big East picks, and you know, it's, there's a reason for that. It's ninety nine bucks because there's no special packages. There's no fifty thousand star locks of the year. Um, it's simple. It's to the point. Uh, it's a nominal cost. It really covers the time and the site. Uh, the rest is, you know, it's really there for, for everyone to hopefully win a little bit more than they lose uh, in this um, rather tough hobby. So 99 bucks, all of our plays, taking now all the way through the Super Bowl and, of course, uh, through my favorite time of year, um, the bowl season. And uh, if you followed me for the last four years, you know, you'll know why. Uh, hitting almost 70% over the last four years in college bowls. Uh, so looking forward to that as always. But looking for, uh, you know, looking forward to a great year. And we certainly will be running a few contests during the year. Um, haven't decided exactly what they'll be, but there will certainly be a chance for our members to uh, walk away from the weekend with a couple extra hundred dollars in beer money for sure. Yeah, let's let's hit that one more time. Almost 70% over four years. Your record here on the website, and again, it's cappersadvantage.com. Check it out. We'll, we'll throw it up on Twitter. But 104 and 54. That's that's that's, that's the Bulls, right? Bowl games only, yeah. And, it's ridiculous. You, know, you look from 11, uh, 2011 to 14. 2011 is when it really started, and that was really an unheard of 30-7 uh, in 37 bowl selections, 81%. Then follow that up with a 33 and 15. The down year two years ago, 16 and 21. But then right back in the saddle again last year, 25 and 11. So um, you know, there's certainly some consistency, but that is that's hitting at a level that um, you know, if anything, uh, 99 bucks is worth that, right? Absolutely. I mean, anybody who's ever placed a sports bet knows that ninety nine bucks for what you, for what you're getting through Capper's Advantage. That's, I mean, great deal, great guys. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. You want to you want to throw him? Yeah, your Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday? I was just I was just busting uh, busting Eric's chops because he he, <laughs> he you know he took Virginia Tech in the points. Now now of course. You know, nobody could foresee the quarterback going down, but I was just wondering if you caught the game and uh, what your thoughts were on the Ohio State game last night. Yeah, uh, certainly watched every bit of it. I happen to be a, a Hokie fan myself, but, um, you know, it's a typical rule um, following the Hokies. You know, they're, they're a bad phase, but typically a really good dog. Um, you know, going down early, 14, really could have been 21 and not for that penalty. Uh, to be able to battle back, to get that offense, uh, in gear a little bit, a little bit of misdirection with that throwback and a couple of those long passes. Uh, you know, I thought they battled back in the first half and really um, you started to started to settle in defensively. I think Urban Meyer prepared well for that bear front this time. Um, you know, they were certainly more prepared all around um, for the whole attack as it wasn't so new. Uh, but I thought Virginia Tech settled in nicely in that second quarter. Um, you know, then finishing the half going in with the lead. Um, certainly didn't feel the lead was safe, but certainly felt like a cover was in order. Uh, so then for Brewer to go down and for Molly to be thrust in, uh, he looked like a deer in headlights anytime the camera was on his face. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was too much to overcome. So the snowball 
really started there. And then when your offense can't convert, you keep trotting that defense out there. There's way, there's an embarrassment of skill on that side of the ball with Ohio State. So, you know, it's just only a matter of time before somebody breaks loose or uh, your tongue's hanging out of your, out of your mouth trying to chase those guys around the field. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened. You certainly uh, don't want to say one thing would have happened or the other, but I uh, would certainly have been very interested to see how that game ended up from at least an ATS perspective. Uh, to finish that game. Now, for, from a from a capper's uh, point of view, did it matter who was playing quarterback for Ohio State in that game? I mean, they they didn't really come through and and, and say whether it would be Barrett or whether um, whether it would be uh, Cardell Jones. Card, Cardell Jones. I, did it matter to you at that point when you were if you're picking that game? You know, I will say this: it didn't matter when I was capping the game uh, to begin with, but. Um, you know, once I said, because I thought Barrett would be the starter, um, in all honesty, but, you know, looking back on it, there's a little bit of underlying, um, kind of nuance going on in the background there. You know, Jones was falling, Simpson Perch is gone after this year. He's got a kid, he's going to NFL to get that money. Barrett's still got another two years. And it makes sense from that perspective for Jones to start. But, again, I didn't really figure that into the captain. But once the game was getting ready to kick off and center Sandman and the uh, crowd started, Stop slaughtering on themselves. Seeing Cardell warm up, it was like, you know, it kind of makes sense that he might give them a little bit of an advantage with that deep ball being able to throw so far and hard and, you know, really just nine quarterback results. I mean, you saw a couple flicks off the back foot in 40 yards in the end zone. Um, I thought he would throw a better deep ball, and I think that's really the only way you're going to get. Um, Fuller to look the way he looked last night, which was god awful. I mean, he was beaten so many times. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, no, it didn't matter to me when I cast it, uh, because you saw it there when he came in. But I do think Carl Jones probably threw the deep ball a little better. Obviously, a little slow on the scrambles, but still very effective. Um, so, um, you know, again, I don't think it would matter at the end of the day. But I do think Cardale gave a little bit extra in terms of that deep ball. You saw Sonny on being completed. Do you, <clears throat> Urban Meyer, man? He's wherever he goes, he just wins, wins, wins. Do you think he's got to go to the NFL? What's your, you know, just? Or do you think he's going to hang in? Co- you think he's going to hang in college for a little bit, and or do you think his next you know, step, his next steps the NFL? You know, it's, you know, he has that quote unquote health scare. I hate to say that, but um, you know. Uh, Last time in Florida, I don't know, man. He, you know, hearing him talk today, especially uh, if you heard the excerpt from the presser about, you know, a lot of times the fan view of these college athletes is is really a helmet and a sticker, and a lot of times a visor to even cover up the eyes. And we as fans don't really get to know, you know, and sometimes we also forget that these are kids wearing these helmets and playing this game. But you know, hearing him talk, I think he genuinely. Um, really enjoys that aspect of college football, as most college coaches do, just seeing those kids turn into men, lead that program, and, you know, hopefully do things the right way. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think he's a little, probably a little bit too arrogant to end up in the NFL. Um, I heard a, a funny story about Nick Saban when he went to the NFL. Do you hear that, um, to, do you hear that today? Huh? Did you hear that today about what he said about uh... – uh, maybe you're gonna. I'm sorry for interrupting, but did you hear what he said about 
the uh, Drew Brees thing? No, I didn't. Uh, I was getting ready to go where uh, there's some parts of his from the Dolphins. Where, oh, I did hear that. Yeah, where the Dolphins would have let him uh, take Drew Brees. He'd have still, he'd have still been in Miami. Um, but he was also pointing out that he didn't like he didn't he didn't necessarily like to be called Nick. And uh, you tell a guy with a multi-million dollar contract that you don't you want to be called coach and not Nick. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine what he was called uh, quite a few times. So I don't know that, that his ego and patience could, could take that part of the NFL. I think he's a college guy. Yeah, that was funny. Saban was like, yeah, you know, if I would have had Breeze and I'd still be in the NFL, I think he might. I heard this today, too, like a little rumor. I thought I heard Saban, if uh, Indy doesn't make the Super Bowl, that he would take over for uh, Pagano, right? Is Pagano there? Yeah, Pagano, Chuck Pagano's yeah, in uh, Indy, right? Pagano. Yeah. yeah, Pagano. Yeah, because he, he, he he, all he said was, you need a franchise quarterback in the NFL. And he's kind of, I mean, yeah. you, you do need a franchise quarterback in the NFL to win. Absolutely, it's yeah. a quarterback given league for sure. Yeah, so that leaves the Bears. That leaves the Bears out, right, Dave? With Cutler, Cutler's going to be a Pro Bowler this year. Mark my words. Did you I, Did you hear that? I, I don't know who he's going to throw to. Did you hear that, Etip? <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. That's terrible. You ever? You, you, you hey. I from, from, want to remind you that you did bring in John Fox. I, I want this. I want the yes. So we'll hold, yeah, I was get, perfect segue. So. Foxy comes from Carolina. From a, from your outside perspective, watching the Bears because we we see Cutler all the time and his news conferences and how he acts and he, dude, Fox made was it Jake Delhomme yeah, look well, like Joe Montana? Yeah. So what's the perspective outside of Chicago on Cutler and also what does Fox bring to the table? Um. You know, speaking of John Fox, you know, obviously I watched him up close and personal for quite some time. He got here, um, came to Charlotte, you know, just a, a year or two after I actually uh, moved here out of college back in the early 2000s. So, um, you know, this was, this was his first gig, but at, at no time did I feel like, uh, you know, the game was ever above him or over him. So I think, one, uh, you're going from Trestman to Fox is, should be night and day in terms of, your overall comfort feeling uh, of just how your team's being run, game day scenarios. Um, but with that, you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to get more back to bear football, I think, which is what you probably want there in Chicago, a little more defense, a little more focus on defense. I think that offense is nice, uh, but it also gave you, you know, Cutler, what? He, he ended up with some career. Career staff, 3,800 yards, 28 touchdowns in that Trustman offense. Make no mistake, he will not sniff those numbers this year in the John Fox. Uh, there's just no way in hell he gets to those numbers. And that's just by virtue of John Fox. Um, so you're going to get some, some, some conservative play. Uh, John Fox certainly doesn't think a punt is a bad play. Um, he also kind of favors the uh, the draw on third and nine, so get used to that. <laughs> uh, and get used to a little, uh, it is what it is in the press conferences. And, uh, you know, that's the part I think that kind of wore on Carolina after he made his run. He was here for, for plenty of time. But, but overall, you're getting a great football coach. You're getting an experienced NFL mind, which I think is probably what you need going from the trusting experiment almost. Um so with that, you know, again back to Jay Cutler, I think you know, Jay Cutler is 
Um, he, he's certainly certainly something with facial expressions, and I think there's a lot of similarities with you know simply seeing his facial expressions with how Cam Newton gets sort of ragged on around here when whether he's putting a towel over his head, um, you know, not rolling his eyes, but maybe looking down after after something goes wrong. And I think you see some of those same things in Cutler. Uh, but to me, you know, the, the emotional game, I mean, man, you can't be stoic all the time. So, yeah, I think just, I think Cutler's a little erratic, just hadn't really you know, found himself um, really back in these last few years of the Bears. But I thought um, I thought Eddie Royal coming over would actually kind of reunite them and give him a little bit more of a security blanket, work out on Jeffrey and as the one, uh, and certainly White coming in from West Virginia. But um, not being able to do that um, might take a you know take a little spark out of that offense. But uh, I think you'll you're not going to get three yards in a cloud of dust. It certainly won't be the, the creative offense you had last year. Yeah. That I'm not a Dave's more of a Cutler guy. I'm not a Cutler guy. Uh, it is what it is. He tip. I just I don't know. I, I I can look at numbers. I can look at anything. And he's been here seven years, and we haven't won nothing. You know, we got to one the bear. I shouldn't even say we. I hate when people say we. The Bears got to one NFC championship NFC championship game in seven years. That just boggles my mind. You know what we gave up for this guy, and and what they've. What they've given up, like coaching wise, he's had how many offense coordinators, how many head coaches? I understand you got to learn playbooks, and I understand you got to learn all this, but the offense he had was it? But he had no defense. You I, just said Pagano's gone if he doesn't get to the Super Bowl this year. He's done nothing but win since he's had that. Job. I'm not. I'm just. I'm talking. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about Cutler. Yeah, I know. But he hasn't won in seven years. Yeah, and what he's gone through. He. I mean, he's. 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 He's he's, he's, he is what he is. He is what he is, right? E-tip, he is what he is. There you go. He is what he is. It is, yeah. It's it's a, 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 what, a media, average quarterback. Not even. Decent. You know, and it's, it's. I mean, they got to move on. I think this year, if they don't do anything, because they owe him all that money, I think this is the year that they'll, they'll cut him. I think the worst thing that yeah. could happen for the Bears is for him to have a good year. And uh, you know if he if he explodes this year, then they then 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 there's no moving him. Then you, you got to keep him, you know. And for for guys like E for Eric over here who who doesn't like garbage, the, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna it's garbage. You're, <laughs> Let's get back to the college. Did you see that BYU Hail Mary? Uh, I did. Uh, I saw. I saw the. I should say I saw the highlight. One of the games when, that I had on my. When, okay, as a fan's perspective. Watching that, how do you let the guy just stand in front of you? You know, and that's a play that never seems to ever have pass interference on the defense called on. I mean, push the guy down in college. I mean, what do they do? Move it up fifteen yards and do it again? Do so, yeah, right. Do something. That's what I'm. I'm watching. I'm watching it, and I'm like, how is there not a guy in front of him? There, there's one guy, and there's four guys behind him. You know, new coaching place. You know, certainly, sure, sure they're worried uh, overall about a lot of other things in the game than, than a Hail Mary to beat you. But, you know, maybe that, that could have been part of it. But, you know, I have to believe that a more veteran team would have played that a tad better, to your point. Yeah, I, again, I mean, tackle a guy. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right, we're going to give out – we're going to do a three-banger. Oh, wait, wait. I got All some right. production. I got okay. some production. He's got some production for you. 
All right, from Capper's Advantage. All right, we got, what are we calling this? What are we calling this segment? The Three Banger. The Three Banger. Charlotte Sports at ETIP11 on Twitter. We got three games. We're going to break down three games. Let's start out with uh, our hometown team, Bears, Packers, Insight, Lean. What do you got? Hey, the Three Banger. Go ahead and make that bang, 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 as you know. I know. Oh, that's why I go. go. E-tip, that's why I called it the three-banger, because I, I know. I love it, man. There you go. Uh, all right. Bears, Packers. You know, oddly enough, with all the injuries uh, the Packers seem to have gone through, well, not all of them, I mean, uh, a few major ones, with Nelson Neal, Kyle bowing to play with his uh, less than 100% shoulder and some, some issues on the O-line. They're still, you know, right there with Seattle as favorites to win the Super Bowl, six to one. Seattle nine to two, and then right under them, you have the Pats and the Colts at eight to one. So uh, clearly, uh, even though Nelson's gone, uh, Rogers just carries so much weight into uh, the success of that team. Um, but you know, they defensive backfield replaced from our ways, Devin House lost some free agency, and some questions there. So. Uh, you know, they don't come into this game fully healthy, uh, as you can see. Um, but the Bears have an uphill battle. I mean, just three wins in the last 15 tries since 2008 over the, over the Packers and no win at home in the last five seasons. So you best believe that Mr. Is what it is, John Fox has uh, been using that as some motivational factors coming up to this game. Uh, so speaking of speaking of John Fox and the Bears, you know, like we talked about, bringing some experience and a, and a calming presence, and uh, but with that comes a conservative type play, uh, but a focus on defense. And you know, again, I think after the last few years, it's, it's exactly what the Bears need. Uh, they need someone that can really just wrangle everybody in and just calm everything down. So you know, brought in some defensive pieces, Mark Houston on the end. Um, and in color, like we spoke of, last year he's coming off his 3,800 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, but you, know, you saw where it got you. So I think there needs to be a little bit more substance to his game. And I'll tell you one thing that won't mesh with the way Cutler plays and what John Fox likes to do is uh, he hates, absolutely despises uh, just awful throws and forced throws and really a gunslinger mentality. So I think you'll see the offense almost – downshift a little bit uh, and not put him in a position to make so many mistakes or have to force those throws. So that dynamic to me will be very interesting to see play out. Uh, obviously lacking a few weapons on the outside of White being out. Know, what's, what's the local ear-to-the-ground word on Alshon Jeffrey? How about the Izzy? Yeah, they're saying David, Fox, day-to-day, day-to-day. I think he will be out there. But the Bears, I mean – Packers are laying seven. Who do, who do you? I mean, it's a lot of points, but I don't know. I mean, it's Is it seven or seven and a half. Seven. What's up? A lot of points on the road. A lot of points on the road in the NFL. Yeah. And you know, I read something earlier. Um, you know, as I'm constantly researching, um, you know, putting hours in every day of the week during the season. So it's definitely a grind. But uh, there's. A little bit, a little bit from McCarthy uh, speaking engagement he was at that was made public, and he ended it with, uh, and I quote, "We're going to kick Chicago's ass." 
So I'm sure that's made, <laughs> it, made its way around into the Bears locker room. Um, but look, from a gambling perspective here, um, who do you like? Got a road favorite. Got, got a road favorite, lane seven on the road. Uh, coming into Scott's division game, um, it's one thing I learned a long time ago in the NFL is you'll go work fast and you lay more than a touchdown on the road anyway. Um, so while there's some question marks, the perception is low with Chicago, which being a contrarian type gambler, especially in the NFL, I really like when perception and public perception of a team is one way or another, because uh, you know what typically happens uh, when you say it gets zagged, especially in the NFL. So uh, just a lean for me, not necessarily a play, but just a lean to the Bears plus seven. Yeah. Oh. What do you say, Bears plus seven? Bears plus seven. Bears plus seven. Nice. I like that. It's one of, that's our bang. That's our bang. We got a little production going on. All right. Uh, let's stay with the NFL uh, Thursday night. Pittsburgh, New England. New England's minus seven. Got a lean? Minus seven. Man, here again, touchdown line. Uh, here you got the ever popular, how does the defending Super Bowl champ perform in the next season opener? Um so let's look at that a little bit. So defending chance of thirteen and two straight up, ten four and one against the spread uh, since two thousand. But the last three years, just one and two. So maybe a little bucking to that trend, or is it as all good angles when they garner so much attention? Is Mr. Vegas paying attention as well and adjusting accordingly? So that'll be interesting to see that play out. New England also at home, they're only three ACS and they're last three home openers. So maybe a little a start start a bit slow for New England. Tom Brady didn't actually look good. I know he had a obviously a tumultuous, if not different off season, um, with the deflate gate crap and got that's over. Uh, so he didn't certainly have a normal off season and uh, there's one thing about Tom Brady and Tom Brady, when he's doubted or it looks like they are just about to go in the toilet record-wise, game-wise, what have you, he comes back in straight empty mode and just dices somebody up. However, game one, off of this, like I said, uh, anything but normal offseason for him. So I'm here in that preseason game three, the dress rehearsal, they played Carolina here in Charlotte and did not look very sharp. Didn't look Tom Brady-esque, I'll say. Uh, doesn't mean he won't be there week one sometime when, when the real bullets are flying, but it didn't really look too Brady-ish, if you will. Steelers, what can they do to stop them? Who knows? They were 27 against the pass last year. Um, I know it's just the preseason, but the last two preseason games, they gave up almost 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards, I don't care who's in the game. You know, is, what's going on there? Uh, is it a new defensive coordinator and Keith Butler? been described as having a very vanilla or – Unknown defensive plan. Um, the second round pick from this year, since Chris Golson's out, not playing. So, tried to bring in reinforcements, didn't really get much help. Um, offensively, they're without two of their major skill players, Le'Veon Bell, Martavis Bryant. Um, still, still have Brown and um, is hanging up, coming back. D'Angelo Williams going to be in there running the ball. Uh, no pounce on the other line, but I think the overall sentiment in Pittsburgh is that even though he's not there, they still are in a little bit better shape than they have been overall in the past few years. So, kind of looks to me like 
the total might become enticing with Pittsburgh just playing almost no defense at all and being also having Ben Roethlisberger being the king of the broken play. He was always seems to make something out of nothing multiple times during a game. Uh, Tomlin versus Belichick, he's two and three. All three of those losses are about ten or more. Um, you know, the offense for New England could be stale based on what we saw in the offseason. I don't trust the pit defense. Really conflicting trends. Really nothing that's really grabbed me from the eye test. I don't even have a lean in this one. I'm staying away. No play. All right, I like All that. Right. Hey, stay away, stay away from that Pittsburgh New England game. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with them. Um, all right, real quick, real quick, E tip. Short on time. ND Virginia, uh, ND minus eleven and a half. Any quick lean? Anything you got, real quick? Yeah, UVA played okay. You know, they just missed the cover outside the second quarter. They gave up fourteen straight points. Otherwise, they were within a strike of UCLA. That was a tough place for them to go play. Uh, they typically they, they played well at home against big teams or in big games, I should say, in September and October. See UCLA last year. I think they showed me enough to start to keep that going. To keep that going. Notre Dame, the perception that it couldn't be higher after they just crushed Texas. But they go on the road at UVA, which has a bit of a salty defense. UVA's got William and Mary next week. Notre Dame has Georgia Tech on deck. You think they're peeking ahead to learn, start to try to practice to begin to stop that option? I think so. Laying those points on the road is too many for me. I'm going on with the Wahoos and UVA plus 12 at home, and I'm going to wait and see if it rises. There you go. E-Tip, thanks, man. You can check them out at E-Tip11 on Twitter, at Capper's Advantage. Uh, later in the year, these guys do contests, guys. They, you know, they're always they're always there for you. You don't just email them. Uh, they tell you the tell you the truth, and we can't thank you enough for coming on, E Tip. Uh, hopefully, maybe we get out there. You come to Chicago, and we treat you to uh, real pizza. Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to a, a. I've got an infatuation with the city of Chicago, even though I've never been there. So uh, I've jumped at the chance to come and do a live show and um, spend a little bit more time with you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, E Tip. Talk to you later, buddy. That was E-Tip from Matt Capper's Advantage. Dude, that's huge. So what do we got? We got um, Bears. Pitt, New England, pass. Yep. He He's saying he with the seven, he would lean He would lean with the Bears. He kind of didn't really you know, want to throw it out. And then he liked uh, Virginia yeah. getting the points. I like that. He's right, man. ND just had a big win at home. Now you're going on the road, ACC team. That's a lot of points. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're catching 12, 13, it's, just keep throwing your $5 parlays in, your UFC parlays. Yeah. <laughs> One of them went. No, I, he broke it down great. How about John Fox? You know, John, he, every, everything everybody said about this guy has come true so far. He keeps everything close to the hip. Um, run, run, run. Yeah. Color's going to be – color ain't going to throw more than 30 times a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to – it's it's gonna be a fun season, at least from that standpoint. We'll see how how it shakes out. Who do, who do you like in that game? Bears pack, if you had to pick right now. It's tough, dude. My heart says, you know, I want to root for the Bears. I, I, but boy, the Packers are just so good, and and I haven't seen anything exciting out of preseason yet. And you know, maybe they're holding stuff back. Who, who knows? Maybe guys will come out pumped up, and you'll. I, I think I think even if the Bears win this game, it it. 
I don't know that it means a whole lot. I think it's just guys pumped up and I like the Bears and, you know. plus the seven. No, yeah, I mean you're at home. You know these guys always play each other tough, even when even typically not always, but I think typically they play each other tough. They're they're closer games. I don't know, man. You know, it's first game is a crapshoot. You don't know that the Packers are going to be in sync. You know, I mean, you, you you could pull one out. I mean, you could definitely cover. I think. I I think so too. Division game. Etip said it. It's the problem is Aaron Rodgers just owns them. I know. Every time I watch it, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I got Kaya's baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Nice, nice. So I'm gonna have to try to catch. Are you gonna be like that guy in the commercial where he's, he's at dinner? Wa- oh, <laughs> isn't like, that awesome? You know that? I love that commercial. He's like, oh, yeah, he's watching every his wife. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's across no, with his wife. That's yeah. I got her, so I'm gonna have to be watching from somewhere. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, let's take a quick break. We got Adam Hogue coming on here in a second, so uh, we'll get him on the line, and we'll be right back. LOL, white America, assassinate my character. Money matrimony, yeah, they tryna break the marriage up. Who gon' act phony, or who gon' try to embarrass ya? I'ma need a day off, I think I call Ferris up. Mueller had a Mueller, but I switched it for a melee, cause I'm richer. And prior to this, wish was moving freebase. Had a conference with the DJs, yeah. Puerto Rico three days. Polly with the PDs, now they got a dish on replay. Sorry, I'm in pajamas, but I just get off the PJ. And last party we had, they shut down Privé. Ain't that where the heat play? Yeah. Tape all is these days. Yeah. Ain't that like LeBron James? Ain't that just like D-Wade? Wait. What you need? What, what you need? What you need? What, what you need? What you need? What, what you need? What you need? What's up, 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 what's up,
Uh, Bears announced their captains. Uh, you got Matt Forte, Cutler, Antrow Roll, uh, Pernell McPhee, who's who's a stud, and uh, Robbie Gold. And they're not going to rotate captains. Thank God for that. Am I right? Yeah, I think that that last year uh, that it wasn't the root of the problems, but it contributed to the problems uh, in that locker room. When things go bad, you want to be able to lean on on your captains and your leaders of the team. And uh, the roles last year defined in the locker room, I think, got a little a uh, little confusing in terms of who who you should be leading, leaning on, who was really whose locker room that really was. And so I think this year, uh, to have the fine captains for the whole season, pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, also more common. I mean, that's certainly more what you see in the NFL. Last year was more of the exception. Um, and so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how these guys uh, do in their role. Looking at this roster, the 53-man, I know they made a couple more moves once guys you know, got cut from other teams. Can you give us a little breakdown, maybe you know, Jordan Mills getting cut, going to Dallas? Any other – it looks like there's still a lot of holes. Anything that, that maybe stands out uh, other than just Jordan Mills? Well, I think with Jordan, it just it kind of leaves a hole at tackle, not just in terms of who's going to start on Sunday, which I – it really certainly seems like it's going to be Kyle Long because I don't really know who else could. Um, but you also have a, a guy on the left side in Bushrod who's who's hurt, and there aren't really any good backup options. So I think that's a pretty telling move that you know Jordan Mills got cut despite the lack of depth at tackle. Uh, and then I think also you look at the defensive side of the football and the Bears' decision not to keep Mason Foster – no, it was pretty early. It was pretty evident early on in camp that Shane McClellan was going to be the starting middle linebacker. But you know, you still thought you'd keep a veteran like Mason Foster for depth purposes. And also, you know, Shane's going to be calling the defense. What happens if he gets hurt? Who takes over that role? And then it kind of made sense for Mason Foster to be that guy. But uh, obviously, the Bears felt like they they wanted to stay younger, and that's that's been a goal of of uh, i think uh, this team this offseason was to, to get a little younger and they they at least accomplished that two-parter here adam um long most likely he's moving over correct well it, it looks that way i mean they're not telling us for sure but i don't i your other option is charles leno who already got his chance to win that job and failed right yeah so that, doesn't it weaken the line well, I don't know if it weakens it because your situation at tackle is so up in the air right now that I think you got to solidify that spot. But I see where you're going there. I mean, it, it in in some ways it creates three question marks instead of just two um, because then all of a sudden right guard becomes a question because there's no guarantee that Kyle Long's going to be good at right tackle. Uh, I I think long term he will be just fine at tackle, but. Uh, will there be a little bit of a learning curve? I would expect so. Let's remember that this guy didn't take a single game rep there the entire preseason. He's never played the position at the NFL level. And then now you have another question at right guard. But I think something to keep in mind here is, and this is going to be a theme for this team throughout the year, and it's more of a long-term picture, not just beating Green Bay on Sunday, but they're they're trying to find the long-term solutions and 
I think we've all been under the impression over the last two years, even with Kyle Long, that his long-term spot was probably at tackle. And uh, I think it's about time you made the move. We're talking to Adam Hogue, Chicago Bears insider for WGN Radio, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E on Twitter. Adam, um, seems like over the last few years, the Bears defense has steadily declined. Aaron Rodgers keeps getting better and better. Um, is this a perfect storm for a disaster Sunday? Well, you know, I I see where the question's coming from. I definitely see a lack of depth and talent overall in the secondary and really up the middle of the entire defense, you know, starting at nose tackle where I think Eddie Goldman has some potential, but he's a rookie who's going to be starting week one because Jeremiah Ratliff is out. So that hurts your depth a little. Uh, and then you move up the middle with Shane McClellan and Christian Jones, who you've never really seen in a in a regular season game at their respective positions in the three four. And then, you know, at safety you're starting a rookie in Adrian Amos and a, an older veteran who you you wonder how much he has left in an Antrell role. And and yeah, you think about what can Aaron Rodgers do against this unit. But I think the one thing they have going for them is that it's a new scheme. I think they're going to be well coached. I think Vic Fangio has not shown a whole lot in the preseason, so he'll be able to dial up a little bit more and keep the Packers guessing a little bit. Uh, and that's why I I don't think the Packers are going to run away with this. You know, I don't think you're going to see a 42 to nothing halftime score or anything like that. Certainly nothing that uh, is close to what we saw in Lambeau Field last year when the Packers just dominated from start to finish. I mean, I think it'll be certainly tough for the Bears to win the game, but I think you'll see some improvement on defense and, uh, and not not a complete blowout. Certainly maybe progress is the right word, progress in the right direction. Wide receiver-wise, Elshon Jeffrey, any new news? And who are we going to see trotting out there? Yeah, I no new news today because the Bears didn't practice today. It was their off day. Um, but I still have a feeling that Alshon's going to get out there by Sunday. That's been the plan all along. Um, it certainly is weird that he hasn't been out there on the practice field at all to this point. But really, tomorrow's the, the first day of installation uh, when you start to really dive into the game plan. And we know Alshon Jeffrey can play football. Uh, so... If you at least get him through, even if he's limited, get him through some walkthrough reps, get, make sure he has the game plan ready to go, knows the playbook. I, I think you throw him out there on Sunday, and I think he'll be ready to go. And and uh, as far as the other guys, Eddie Royal, Marquise Wilson, they also look like they're on track to come back. So despite all the uh, drama about the injuries with the wide receivers, and it's certainly still a question mark going into the regular season, I think they are going to have – uh, what is at least right now considered their top three guys. Kevin White's not coming back for a while. Awesome, awesome stuff, Adam. Hey, um, I know you're kind of short on time, so I want to make sure we get the plugs in. Uh, Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, on Twitter. Um, catch him on WGN Radio. Uh, Adam, anything else you want to plug? I'm hearing we have uh, the Intentional Grounding podcast with you and Adam Johns. you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I've been doing that for a few weeks, but just uh, today, actually, we recorded our uh, the episode six, and it's the first one that Adam Johns from the Chicago Sun-Times jumped on with me, and he's going to be with me for the whole season, so 
We had a lot of fun today. We'll continue to do that every week. It's uh, be nice to have an actual real game to talk about next week. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys plugging that, and uh, check it out. All right. Hey, real quick, Adam, Who? what's the score of this weekend? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, Man, let's say something like 28 to 20, Packers. Wow, and they cover. All right, yeah, we like to gamble a little bit. Everybody does. All right, Adam, we pre- we appreciate you coming on, man. All right, thanks. Good talking to you guys. All right, take care. Twenty-eight cool. twenty. He's yeah. got the cover by the one. Boy, oh boy, it's going to be close, man. Decisions, decisions. No, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we we're looking at each other, and it, it's. I think, man, it's, it's almost like a game you just don't even. Touch right? No, yeah, no, thank you, yeah. no, thank. You. I, you know what? It, you know what it is. It's if you bet, if you, if you, if you bet the Packers, and the Bears win, you're happy. If the Packers win, you win money, you're happy. So I guess you can't, you can't really, uh, you can't really go wrong there. But it's tough, man. It's tough, and it's really, it's it's really unexpected. We don't know as anybody outside of Chicago listening to this. We don't know what to expect with this team. I mean, everybody's just—it's a guessing game. John Fox is in town; he keeps everything real close to hip. I mean, they don't give any information. The, the None. The NFL guys. We—I was reading something today. They don't say anything, Dave. No, they're—they're they're driving the media here absolutely nuts because they don't have anything to report. Nothing, but give out a little. <laughs> give out a little bit, though. Like if you say, okay, Quinville. I was reading or was I reading something or yeah, I was reading something online and Quinville at least says, Okay, it's an upper body, but he's at least he'll give you he won't say what the injury is, but he'll give you he's out a long time. Like he he yeah. doesn't they don't know, but they don't say Everybody's he's day-to-day. day to day. They don't say yeah, in the NFL it's day to day. Where like even Joe Mann or Robin Ventura, they'd be like like Schwarber was hurt. Yeah, he's like, he's gonna be out you know, a couple of weeks or he's not gonna be playing this week. Like right. the NFL thinks this little minute info of like Kyle Long moving to tackle is gonna do something for the Packers, right? That's garbage. Like open up a little bit. Like guys have jobs to do, and and, and it's just don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think you got you got to open up a little bit. You gotta you gotta you gotta step. <laughs> you gotta give the media something. These guys. I mean, as fan, I guess you don't. You don't have to. I don't. I don't, I don't know why you do, but. You want to be open and forthright with the media because those are the ones that are going to throw you under the bus as soon as things go bad. So for John Fox, if he's cool and communicates, he doesn't have to give you know in-depth details of secret stuff that's going on behind closed doors. But at least don't make it don't keep, don't be as secretive about it because you want these guys in your side. When things go south, they're going to be coming for you, and maybe that's how he wants it. Maybe he he wants he wants to take that heat. Keep the pressure off the players, and and I'm sure the players appreciate it. But I don't think he's helping himself out that much if there's if they're bad. No, and they're gonna be. I'm try, I don't think they're gonna win five games. You don't think they're gonna win five games? I think they're maybe get to five. I don't so, know, man. Yesterday I was thinking they're gonna surprise people. They got a lot of no names, you know, like Miami. Nobody knew any of those guys in Miami, and they made a solid run at the end of last year. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. I I hope for the best, but I'm expecting the worst at this point. Yeah, you know, in in in, in these guys are like Elshon Jeffrey hasn't even played. 
you know, and, and Kevin, well, Kevin, I know. and then you got Eddie Royals hurt and I rip on color all the time, but it seems like he's with Gase and John Fox that he's kind of knows what his role is going to be this year and not force the ball. But he's got no one even to throw to. No, he Martellus doesn't. Bennett. Okay, yeah. I mean, no, he's a big body. Well, I guess Forte. Yeah, he's gonna throw it to Forte a lot, probably. You know what I say? I always got my Buckeyes. Always comes back to Ohio State with I this know, guy. I know. Well, I got something to root for. Cardell Jones for to the Bears next year. Nah, Cutler will be around. I gotta think. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have something to root for, dude. The Sox are done. The Bears, they got a rough road. All right, so let's say they beat Green Bay, right? Then they got what? Arizona. Then what? Frisco, I think's in there. S- Seattle. I know Frisco's in there early. Then you got Seattle on this schedule. So you figure, okay, two division games. You got two Green Bay, two. Two Green Bay, two Minnesota, two Lions. In their division, Dave, who are they going to beat? <laughs> no, D- the, the Detroit, big... Detroit, probably Detroit. Once? Okay, I... it's one. Are they going to beat Minnesota once? Yeah. So be... they're going to go two and what, four? In their division. Yeah. Now you're going to go play Seattle. Loss, two and five. Arizona? Two and six, and Arizona, I believe. Yeah, look that up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking. I'm it up. just chatting, dude. Look it up. We're we're. It's like a radio show. You can I know. Look it up and I talk. Know. Yeah. Well, I'm. I just. You do two things at once. You're getting me Your production. You got everything. You're getting. He's me, the man behind it all. You're 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 getting me worked up now because I'm looking at the schedule. You got Green Bay, Arizona, at Seattle. All right. How are you gonna get out of Seattle with it? So. If you lose to Green Bay, you could very well lose to Arizona. I mean, I don't see a team on here. Maybe Oakland that's a win for sure. Okay. Who else is on there? Kansas City. Hey, read, read them off. Go one by one. So you go Green Bay. Loss. 0-1. Arizona at home. At home? In Chicago. They could beat them. Okay, so 1-1. One one. All right. You're at Seattle. Loss. Who and else? You're Who's after Seattle? Oakland at home. Loss. We got a guy that can help us with this. Well, yeah, yeah, bring him in. I, I, we don't need Jacobson for this. All right, Mike, <laughs> let's, let's welcome in Mike Jacobson from Comcast Sportsnet, WGN Radio. You can also see him on Sports Talk Live, uh, grabbing uh, Kaplan's dome and shining it and doing everything. You can also catch him on TV with his socks hat on that I wanted to text him and say, get that off. No, no, represent that. Represent By the way, that. Did you actually uh, shine that dome. That's an extra privilege. Let me tell you, part of the job, part of the gig. <laughs> Does he give you a Luminati's pizza? Oh, two cards. I actually get two cards for that. And, nice. and, I mean, I have to wash the rag, you know, twice a week, but it, it's well worth it. I mean, it's the best pizza in town, my friend. So... It is good. Oh, it's the best. I, we just got one open right by my house. I'm, I was there the other day. I was there the other day. <laughs> Um, all right, Mike. Uh, we were going over the schedule, so let's 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 figure this out all together. So Dave's going to read them off, and let's uh, let's see what you got for Bears record wise. All right, 
Bears record wise. Yeah. All right, let's from, do it. from the top. Eric's got his pen and paper from the top. All right, go ahead. We're, we got uh, Green Bay. Tell us win or loss. Green Bay. Loss. All right. Arizona in Chicago. Win. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be within a three-point spread, and I, I think they pull it off. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I like that. I like that. Well, here's one. At Seattle. Crushed. Yeah, right. Absolutely crushed. Yeah, that's going to be I a long. It, I, I don't even think it's that close. the third I game? There's probably several turnovers Oof. on the Bears' part, and, yeah, that, that could be pretty ugly, especially now they got Fred Jackson and that dual running back. Tandem with him and and uh, Marshawn, Oof, that gets that gets all bad for the uh, up and coming three four defense of a Vic Fangio. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, then and then thank God for this. They come home and play Oakland, so maybe they can kind of get their feet back on, under them after that beating. You know, what? that's an up and coming team, and I, I I actually was kind of going over this today with uh, one Adam Hogue and WGN Radio, also a uh, compadre of mine. And I think that could be a really – that's an up-and-coming team. And Jack Del Rio just took them over. But I think that the Bears will actually pull that off. I really do. I really do. I think they could end up being 2-2 two and two to start the first okay. four games. Let's go. Let's keep rolling. It's still Oakland, right? You know. Um, I mean, this is, this is optimism. This is optimism at the best right here. And this yeah. isn't a Bears fan. This is, this is the man in the media. This is trying to uh, be as uh, – you know, as journalistic as possible, I guess you would say. But I, I really do. I think that they could pull that off. And for some reason, I, I really think in that second game they could they could knock off Arizona. Don't ask me why. It's just a feeling. Um, and I just don't think they have that much offensive power with Arizona. So I, I think they could actually start two and two. Believe it or not, Bears fans. Wow. They start the year. I think, I think it, it goes downhill after that, but as we will get through here, but yeah, well, I think I think if you come out of the first four at two and two, you're you're about as good as as this team could get. Um, then you got to go out to Kansas City. Loss, Mike. Loss. That, I mean, no matter what, no matter how bad, no matter how good the Chiefs are, Arrowhead Stadium is always one of the toughest venues to play in in the NFL in general. And you got a team that. Well, frankly, is not going to be that good, and I think at this point, through four games, not having into this fifth game, they're going to they're going to you know make uh, you know surprise some people going two and two. But I think that that that's a tough one to handle, and uh, I think they uh, end up dropping that one. They go two and three after that one, and then we're going uh, back into the division. We're at Detroit, followed by Minnesota at home. I think they drop both of them. I really do. I, I think this division is just. So tough, so tough, and, and the fact that they're playing the Packers in Game One, you would you would think maybe give them a little bit of leeway because Game One anything can happen. They still got Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Lions, to be completely honest with you, have lost that much. Now their running game is is very skeptical, very questionable, but I don't think the defense is going to miss that much of a beat, even with Ndamukong Sue moving on down south to South Beach, taking his talents there like LeBron did. Uh, I, I think that they're going to still be a really, really tough team. And who knows? I mean, you never know with Stafford. He can go either way. And then you got the Vikings, who of many, many experts that have much more knowledge than I do, think they're an up-and-coming team. Teddy Bridgewater looked fantastic in training camp. Now, granted, it's training camp. But, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of positive vibes out of there. They got, they got a, they've always had a good defense. 
And they, uh, they got this one guy named Adrian Peterson who might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. I There's a rumor <laughs> that he didn't play much last year and that uh, he's been itching to get back, and it turns out he's in pretty good shape, too. I know, know that was surprising. Uh, I, think, I think those two games could be incredibly rough on, uh, on the old Bears. Wow. So, um, all right, so, Eve, we're at eight games now. We're, ha- we're about halfway through. What are, we, what are we sitting at? We're at seven. Two and five. Two and five. Two and five at this point, yeah. yeah. Two, two and five. five. We're on a three-game losing streak. All right, so we already had our bye. We're on a three-game losing streak. Now we're going to go on the road for a little bit. San Diego followed by St. Louis. You know what? San Diego I'm not a big believer in. I know they re-signed Philip Rivers, who's been questionable, and they, they got a lot of things up in the air in terms of, of that team. Of what, are they going to go to Los Angeles? Are they not? Um, and, and they have a lot of aging guys. I mean, it's, you know, Antonio Gates. What is, you know, what is he going to contribute this year? Um, but at the same time, they've got an exciting guy who I saw firsthand working in Madison, Melvin Gordon, who they took, I believe, I think it was number 16 overall, uh, the running back, the, the Badger running back that, you know, could maybe supply something for them offensively. Defensively, eh, eh, they're, they're, they're still, they don't do it for me. So, I think that the Bears could actually pull that off. But, again, traveling to the West Coast, uh, the time change is, is a little bit crazy. But I'm going to say yes. I'm going to give. I'm gonna go for it and say that the oh, Bears actually oh, pulled like that one it. off. We're getting it in San Diego. And uh, St. Louis, you think, too, huh? No Louis, chance. I think I'm more 50-50 on that. If you had to put a gun to my head, I would say no. Because by that point, they're going to have Todd Gurley. Uh, they think he's going to miss yeah. like the first three weeks of the season, but then he's going to be in rare form by that point because you figure he's probably got at least two games. I don't know their buy schedule off the top of my head. But you figure he'll have a couple games under his belt. Uh, they get that established. Who knows? I, I, I don't know about Nick Foles. I don't think anybody does. Uh, I, think, I think the jury's still out on him, but they've got one of the best defensive lines, if not the arguably the best, in the entire league. So, And who knows where the... The Bears' offensive line is going to be at that point. So they can't run the ball, I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a long year, especially with those receivers, because we don't even know if Elshon Jeffrey is going to be around. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, if I had to, if gun to my head, I would say that they probably lose that game. So now, now we're yeah, at, if I had to, but I still think it's a possibility. So now possibility. three and six. Now, now we're three and six. All right, we're probably out of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, maybe yeah, we can get yeah. lucky and win out. The only problem is now Did we... you ever expect to be in the playoffs, David? Come on. No, I mean, no. We, we all know this is going to be a rebuilding year. John yeah. Fox sure as hell damn knew when he took over this job. Yeah. So, I mean, this year's going to be rebuilding. I mean, at 3-6, and six, I, don't, I don't think that's terrible. I mean, you got USA Today saying that they're going to be 3-13 and 13 on the entire season. Well, then we're and other national publications <laughs> have done that too. So then, then the Bears are already ahead of had a schedule with this. Then so exactly. So now you have seven more to go. <laughs> so you got to win one of them, right? And we come out. We come out with uh, we're three and six. We got Denver at home, and then we got to go to Green Bay. <laughs> oh, they can beat. They can beat Ugh. Denver at home. I'm starting not to feel very good right now. <laughs> this is going to be a long <laughs> season. Don't know now, Denver. You know, depending on how cold it's going to be at that point, because we already know that uh, Peyton Manning can already not feel his fingertips. He yeah. revealed that in a Monday Morning Quarterback article. You know, guy can't even already feel his fingertips. So you think if it's cold enough, maybe that'll help. They've got some. You know, I, I'm not a true believer in their running game either. Defense has got some aging guys. 
Um, I think it's going to be a strange year for the Broncos, but I, I still got to go with the Broncos. I, I know they're traveling out. You know, there's, there's going to be a time change, but I still got to go with the Broncos in that one. That's all right. We'll we'll go up to they Green were, Bay. We're going to go up to Green Bay. That's a loss. We don't even have to explain that one. <laughs> it's a loss at Green Bay. Yeah, I, I, likely at that point they've already hit their stride. And uh, who knows? I mean, injuries and everything else. But yeah, I, I think that's a pretty. So we're at three and eight. That's, three and gonna, eight. That's going to make a long Thanksgiving. That's what that's going to do. Um, all right. So then uh, you'll be good though. That's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> um, so then. Uh, we come out of that. We got uh, San Francisco at home, followed by Washington at home. That's that could be two wins. Well, I honestly, I was just going to say you took the words out of my mouth, Dave. I, I really do. I think those are both wins. The San Francisco Forty Niners, the off season they've had. I mean, we could talk about that for probably twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, from guys that they've lost, whether it's to <laughs> to uh, assault charges, to people that have retired prematurely, to losing. Jim Harbaugh, I mean, that, that's going to be a mess. And the guy that they hired in Jim Tomsula, I, I, I have no confidence in that guy whatsoever. So I think that's very much a possibility. And who might be the one team that might be more of a dysfunctional mess, more than the, than the Bears are, or were, I should say, last year and, you know, basically the past year and a half under the Trustman era, might be the Washington Redskins. Because that is just Daniel Snyder and what he's done to that team over several, several years now. I think they could actually get two wins out of that. So we're up to five wins now, aren't we? Yeah, five wins. We got three to go. We got uh, finish strong with Minnesota, Tampa, and Detroit. Now, mind you, could very well be that Jay Cutler is not the quarterback at this point. Um, But um, if assuming he is, we're assuming that we're – we're still having the same team that we started the season with, right? Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. It's safe to assume. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Jay's Jay's trying out for his job too. That's you true. Know? Yeah. So I, I can't imagine unless there's injury or who knows because that offensive line is still very questionable at this point for the Bears and who's going to be left tackle. How's Bushrod back and hold up? I mean, we can go on for that forever, but. I would say out of those three games, I, I would think they would at least get one of those games. Um, and I think, I think they could either split with either Detroit or Minnesota. You know, when you're, when you're division opponents, anything can happen. I think we, I just, with, with the Packers, as we discussed earlier, I think they go 0 2 against them. It, it's the Packers. They've had our number forever. Uh, they had our number. For me, growing up, I'm 30 years old. They've had my number forever. I mean, I, I, I lived through the Brett bar. Oh. and went to all those games as a young kid, so well aware of that. I, I think they can. I really do. I think they can put at least one of those. So I think in the end, they go on, they end up going six and ten. I think they improve one ten. game better, and pretty much that's it from the year prior. And, 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 uh, and, and the fact that the Bears were 5-11 and 11 yet last year is absolutely a miracle because they literally could have been about 2-14. and 14. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll take six and ten, but looking at the schedule, I want three and thirteen. Though it's not an easy, it's not an easy six and ten. You know, it's not a guaranteed. Oh, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. Uh, but 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 Dave, the the NFL is the most unpredictable sport ever. The most predictable baseball, uh, for the most part. But then you had stories like the Cubs. You never know. Um, I don't think anybody thought that you know that they could potentially potentially. Yeah. Be looking at not even doing that, you know, that first playoff spot, and maybe actually clinching 
the top wild card spot and maybe having home field advantage and and everything else. So it's uh, you never know, but the the NFL is is very unpredictable. There's always that one team comes out of nowhere, maybe two teams. I don't think it's going to be the Bears this year, but I, I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as dire as a lot of Bears fans think. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that. They the Bears are going to be uh, back to that thirteen and three season where they pulled a couple lucky Mike Brown interceptions <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden they're in the playoffs. But thirteen and three, I got to switch gears here because you mentioned the Cubs for like one second and Eric's bouncing off the walls, dancing around. Um, I, I guess it's for and real. These guys are for real. Huh? I'm assuming he is. Yes, he should be. And and, and assuming on the, uh, the insult that he had towards my. White Sox had earlier in the conversation. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a figure, and he's a North Side fella. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing. There, it's, it's fun to watch. As a guy in the media who has to watch things a little bit more objectively, I mean, I'm not a full-time beat reporter with these teams, so I can watch it a little bit more objectively. There's nothing better. I mean, I was watching right before you guys called me. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, six to nothing. You got Starlin Castro who's coming out of nowhere. A lot of people don't even want him on the – on the playoff roster, and look at tonight—you got four RBI. And you got guys like Jason Hamill; he, he's knocking in runs as your pitcher, and Dan Heron goes seven innings his last time out. So there's there's uh, there's some magic going on on the North Side. There's no question, and, and it, it's fun to be a part of the ride. Nothing no would question. nothing would make me happier than for the Cubs. Don't even say see, no, that's, no. That's, that's, that's bull crap. No, no, no. Don't nothing even say would make that. me happier than. We go. We get to the one game playoff, and, and the they Cubs lose. Choke. That's Good. Like, that's the ultimate choke. Not, how's that a choke? How's that a choke? All that, all this excitement you're, you're all summer. Me, you're telling me that that's not a win for this team that nobody thought would probably even make that. I know, Dave. I you're know. Never gonna make strides. He's with, such with the Joe Madden taking over. Nobody thought that these young Mike. players, particularly a Chris Bryant. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of high expectations for him. He's exceeded my expectations. Kyle Schwarber has exceeded my expectations when he's first come up. I mean, Addison Russell's been fantastic. I mean, obviously, he was a, a top prospect, came in at the margin deal, and he's one of the best. But you never know with prospects and the fact that all these guys are clicking, and they just brought highs up last week. So, I mean, there's a lot of things positive on the north side. So don't be a hater, David. I know we're both, we're both we're both south side guys, but don't be a hater. You, uh, you, know. good, you gotta give it you gotta give it some credit, man. It's, it's just uh, they have the it, ugliest it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch and, and if you like baseball, you know, put the north side, south side prejudice on uh, on the on the rack. You gotta admit they're a lot of fun to watch. They really no, are. No, they they are. They they really it's a fun team to watch. Of course I'd want them to win and, and move forward. You never yeah, anything that's good for the city, you can get behind that, right? They're exciting. It's a fun team. I just hate the fact that these Cub fans always got to gloat at every glimpse of, of uh, hope. Uh, we haven't won in 105 years, dude. 107. 107. I don't care. It's 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 up there. You know what? This is that's exactly. The, you know what? It kind of makes me mad. It makes me. You should be enjoying this ride for. Everything that it's worth. Yeah, I was. Don't take the high. Don't take the highs too high. Don't take the lows too low. But I mean, you got something special going on here. You got the plan, as everybody's talked about for the past three to four years here, that a lot of people were giving up on. And Theo Epstein, it's finally coming to fruition. So 
Enjoy the ride, man. That's what I'm talking about. Let's, I mean, if I'm a Cubs fan, uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it because me as just a baseball observer, I'm enjoying it. And that's what I'm talking about, Mike. That's what I'm talking about, Mike. See, you see it. You see the game. He's got. Uh, he's seeing the game as black and white. He and can't. Well, yeah, he's he, got the socks blinders on, and he, it's been a, incredibly. I mean, that, I don't even know if that's a big enough adjective. Incredibly frustrating year. That's all right, Mike. For the White Sox. I know. So, you, it, it, I mean, it is what it is, and they've. It's been ten years. You know, they, you know it's been ten years. It has been ten years, and you know what. They did not make any moves at the trade deadline. You know, they went on that seven-game winning streak, beating the Red Sox and the Indians, by the way, both garbage teams this season, and they thought they should stand put, and they did, and it bit them in the ass. So, yeah, I, mean, I was going to say. I mean, anybody else? I mean, Rick Hahn would admit it. Kenny Williams would admit it. If you could even get Jerry Brinsdorf in front of the microphone, he would say the same thing. So, it's, uh, it's, it's been a frustrating year. I don't think they're that far off. For whatever reason, it just has not worked out this year. Um, Melky Cabrera took a long time to heat up, but he kind of eventually did. Adam Eaton took a really long time. Adam LaRoche has arguably been the biggest disappointment in free agency. Terrible. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer for him, but I Let think me- that there, there's, there's some positive things. You got Carlos Rodon, who's on the mound tonight, probably still is on the mound. Uh, after the rain delay here, uh, he's been very impressive in his rookie year and, you know, coming straight from college. So there, there are some positives with the White Sox. A lot of negatives, but there are some positives. Lots of hope. So if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm on the south side, if I'm a south side faithful, I wouldn't, I, I'd get off the ledge. I wouldn't go that far. I would just say this season's done. Let it go. It's over. Next year, Whole different ball thing. There's a whole different ballpark, and uh, anything could happen. Are you? So he- I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go crazy yet. Are you if hearing? I, uh, if I like to wear the black and white. Are you hearing anything, Michael, about uh, the White Sox? I mean, is Ventura back? You think? Well, he actually came out today. Uh, he came out today and told the media he quote absolutely wants to come back next season. Of course now, he does. <laughs> of course he does. That's what he's going to say. That's the politically correct. That's what you're supposed to say. Right. Now, I think we all know Jerry Reinsdorf, very, very loyal guy. Um, it would not surprise me if the whole game's back next year, whether it's Rick Hahn, whether it's Kenny Williams, whether it's Robin Ventura. I, I, I personally think that a change needs to be made. I don't think it's Rick Hahn, though. I think Rick Hahn has done a really good job. I think Kenny, Kenny Williams, who oversees him, gone. needs to go. And I, I think Robin does need to go. And I, I, like, I like Robin a lot. Oh, me too, um, me too. The five to six interactions I've had with him today, or today, I should say, this season, have been uh, have been very pleasant. He's a great guy. Everybody likes him. Um, doesn't make him the best manager in the world. And a lot of people, you know, they assume that he's, you know he's not that enthusiastic about the job, and and he's not the best with the press because he's always kind of that mellow, kind of boring. You never know what's going through his head. But when you actually see him out on the field, see batting practice, the other thing, um, he, he's into it. He's into it. He's just never going to be that guy. He's never going to be the Joe Man. He's never going to be that soundbite. He's never going to be that guy that's going to go over the top. Because um, I question his enthusiasm at one point, but. When you get behind the scenes, you kind of see a few things. He's into it. He's into it. But I just, I just, I think at this point, I mean, he's 
we're talking three years now. I, I think it's I think it's to the point where a change does need to be made for just change's sake. Well, well, here, here's you know, I think I think that goes a long way. Sometimes there needs to be a change to be a change. Look at what John Fox leaving Denver. I mean, John Fox. I mean, I'm not trying to get you know compare the two sports, but not like he didn't have a <laughs> unsuccessful run with the Broncos. You know, sometimes it's just. Change for change. Hey, Mike. Gotta do it. Mike, yeah, and I to- totally, totally agree with you. Look at, didn't Quinville take over for Savard, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was basically in the making. Like, I mean, like, that was a very awkward situation, um, and that turned out for the best. Yeah, yeah, and I, and that, and uh, it, because basically, and they just moved Savard into his ambassador role. Um, that, that was a very unique situation, so I don't know if I would ever compare that to anything it's uh, particularly baseball because that that's very rare um but yeah i mean that change for change sake and look what happened and a lot of people forget savard he was there when kanger and when taves was there you know like he was there he was the one it wasn't quinville who drafted him or i wouldn't say it was savard himself drafting him but he was the he was that coach at the time so um sometimes it's just you, you just need a change for change and uh, I think that's what they need to do on the south side. And, and this is what I look at. I look at, I look at one thing. Uh, Robin Ventura, great ball player, great guy, and he's probably a good coach. You know, he's one of my favorites growing up as a Sox. Yeah, who, I'll be completely honest. Yeah, he was who one wasn't? of my favorites. I they need, not like the guy. They need but, a new voice, man. But no, what it is 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 when I look at a coach or, or a manager, I, I look at somebody. I look at is he getting the best out of the guys he has? Now you look at the Cubs. Those guys are, are overachieving, and and a lot of it has to do with 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 coaching, I think, with leadership, and and whether it's maybe it's he doesn't have the right guys on the south side, or, or he's not clicking with his guys. But for some reason, this team underachieved. Now I'm not saying they should have been, um, they they, they should have, they should win the division, but they should have been more competitive this year. I just I just didn't see it. And there's nobody that's going to argue with you, Dave, on that. I mean, there's there's no question. But I think a lot of a lot of this that a lot of people forget about in terms of and it's natural. I mean, you're in a town, you got two teams, which is very rare. Obviously, the only other market that can compare this to is New York in terms of having two baseball teams. So naturally, you're going to compare Ventura to Madden. Madden is dealing with young kids. I mean, you're talking about kids. Ventura. All this, all this talent that they brought in, whether it's Cabrera, LaRoche, et cetera, or David Robertson, these are all veterans. So, I mean, these guys have been around for a while. You get a Javi Baez, you get Addison Russell. These guys haven't really been molded in terms of a, you know, a, a major league level at this point. And then you get a guy like Joe Madden who's bringing in magicians and, and everything else. <laughs> I mean, he had, a, he had a totally different situation. So... Uh, I'm not, I'm, and, and Joe Madden's a fantastic, fantastic manager. But at the same time, he hasn't won anything either. And yeah, I, I'm not true. saying that makes him a bad guy. He got to the World Series the one year. Not saying it makes him a bad manager. Nothing like that. But you, you always have to, you always have to kind of compare the situation. Yeah. And um, you know, and they struck gold. The Cubs struck gold at the time. Uh, nobody even knew that he had that out in his in his contract. When they took him over, I mean, Ricky Renteria in this team, you think they would be the same? No. So it ended up working out well, but again, it has to do with the personnel, the age of the personnel, and something I don't think a lot of people emphasize enough. Um, 
I mean, Ventura, yeah, he was handed a lot of pieces, but you got a lot of egos there, too. Don't have as many egos when you got young guys coming in the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> baseball. I Even just thinking about what, what's going on on the south side, what's going on on the north side, two totally different atmospheres uh like in the in the clubhouse not saying not saying in the ballpark in in the clubhouse you can just the way it's you know ventura comes out and and sale lost the game yesterday and sale looks like you know he puts it all on him well he gave up three runs you know to me yeah to me i know he's disappointed he probably should give up none mike you know and i i've put like it doesn't matter if i played the game or whatever but sometimes you 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 say it's on you but how about hitting for him, you know, or how about doing something else or moving a guy over or, or the little things? It, it seems like the Sox just don't do that. You no, know, no, I, there, there, there's no question, Eric. There's no question, man. And, and they do, uh, and there's, you know, criticism of Robin and, and, and why, you know, he's not aggressive enough. And, you know, they, they tried to, they tried to remedy that by bringing in Hamilton as their, their base running coach. That has not worked out so well. They still run the bases like crap. They still they still are not the best defensively. Uh, I think a lot of it. I, I think I think a manager can set set a tone in a locker room, or in, or in this case, a clubhouse. Um, but I, I really don't think that they could make a guy be able to run the bases better and, and all those things. I, I really don't. I, I just think it's, it, it's a, it's a combination of things. Um, I don't think uh, now is Robin the best manager. No, he's not, he's not, he's not the greatest, but he's not the worst either. So those guys respect him in there. I just think they all kind of figured, well, we're kind of screwed at this point. And they're just trying to make the best of it. And I think they all realized that they weren't living up to their potential in the beginning of the year on the south side. And it's, it's biting them in the butt. And when you, when you play 162 games and you're with the same guys, I mean, baseball is a totally different element. It, it's not like football. It's not like basketball. And basketball is a long season, too, with 82 games, or hockey with 82 games. You know, it, but 162 games, I mean, you're spending six months of your life with these guys. Literally every day, whether you're on a plane, whether you're getting off a plane, whether you're doing batting practice, whether you're getting lunch, whether you're getting dinner, it, 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 it's it, it's different. And when you and if the if you struggle in the beginning, even though it is 162 games, people will say, "Oh no, you can get over it because you got so much time." No, it's not because you're with these guys. You don't go home like a football team, right? Or or like a basketball team. You don't. I mean, you're with these guys all the time. Every single day, basketball, football—you get days off. You know, you, you kind of get away. So, I mean, no excuses. I mean, there's no question. You, you're you're right. It, it's a different vibe on the north side. It's a different vibe on the south side. Um, unfortunately, at this point, but I, I don't think it could all be on Ventura. But I, I do think it's time for a change. No question. You know, there's nothing better about a podcast than having two guys sitting here in somebody's basement criticizing Robin Ventura. Now, if he was sitting here in front of us, we'd both be tripping over ourselves. Holy shit, it's Robin Ventura. <laughs> but it's, 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 all, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Um, cue that yeah, music. That's, that's, that's the point of sports talk, man. That's cue, the point of it. Cue that music, you producers. Cue it. Cue it up. White Sox. White Sox. Go, go, White Sox. Let's go.
Oh yeah, I like that. I think I don't know if I have copyright music. Oh, this is the one he wanted me to play. He wanted me to play this one. I just couldn't do it. Come on, Mike. Let's 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 get the. They call you the Jackal, right, Mike? That that's one of my nicknames. Yes, that is one of them. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Where can we catch you? You want to? Oh, we, we go got at, at Jacobson Radio on Twitter. That's Jacobson uh, S E N Jacobson Radio on Twitter. Uh, Mike, what else you got cooking, man? Cap and Haw still going strong. What do we got? What? what, 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 what? Uh, well, Cap and Haw will be heard through this Friday, the 11th, and then uh, it will no longer cease to exist. Um, long story, but we, you know some budgetary things. I, I can I can definitely say well, that. I don't want to put uh, you on the spot, but I mean you got stuff up on on SoundCloud, so if you can't catch it live, you can. Catch some yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can always go on SoundCloud, WGN Radio, or SoundCloud slash WGN Radio Sports. I will uh, still be part of the WGN Radio family. Uh, my role will be changing a little bit, uh, but I will be getting some more on airtime and uh, also be uh, be producing the beat on the weekends featuring Adam Hogue, awesome. uh, Jared Payton, Connor McKnight. And Mark Carmen. Wow, that's and, a uh, solid. It looks, it looks like I'll be producing the uh, post game show too for Bears every Sunday. Uh, I shouldn't say every Sunday, but whenever the uh, whenever the Bears play, post game afterwards with Dan Hampton, Greg Koslowski, and one Ed O'Bradovich, the oh. OB, has come <laughs> over to the WGN Radio family. Spoke with him this week. Uh, actually, going to be a guest on the show on Wednesday. Really? Also, be sure to tune into that. And uh, yeah, so you, I'll be around. I'll uh, be around. Is, and uh, who knows? The future—you never know what's going to happen. Is it? So, is, is, uh, uh, at, at the time being, yeah, you can hear me at WGN Radio, SoundCloud slash WGN Radio Sports, or uh, WGNRadio.com. And and uh, one quick question: So the the post game show is that going to be on GN then on the radio, or is that where, where can we hear that? Yeah, it'll be on WGN seven twenty. Uh, it'll be. Uh, it, it, we're very excited. Um, obviously, Dan Hampton's been an institution there for the post game shows for several years now, and uh, we have the privilege of bringing Ed O'Bradovich over. Who anybody who's into sports radio knows that uh, was teamed with Doug Buffon for several yes. several years on the score. It was much listened radio. Um, I used to listen to it even when I was in college. Ob, away from damn it! Illinois team used to stream it. And uh, unfortunately, Doug passed away this year. So um, Doug and him were uh, institution uh, and an OB. And uh, fortunately enough, we were, we were able to have OB over at WGN. And uh, he's decided to sign on with us. And uh, it's going to be must-listen. Must-listen after every Bears game, whether it's on a Sunday afternoon, whether it's uh, after a Monday night game, whether it's after a Thanksgiving game. So uh, it's going to be very very intriguing lots of yelling and uh OB is one of the best so and Dan Hampton the Danimal is quite a character himself so uh looking forward to that so you can always catch that after every Bears game on uh WGN 720 or WGNRadio.com awesome well, thank you so much Mike take care you got it bud and thanks right. for having me Dave Eric love you guys see you man thanks buddy Great, great stuff! Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Great show, Dave. Ob going over to WGN. WGN. That's huge. Are you kidding me? Huge show. Did you ever listen to that guy yeah, on the I've score? Heard him. I've heard of him. Dude, he's awesome. That's man. awesome. Good for them. Yeah, that yeah. Is good for them. So, great so, guys. Um, so, man, this is an action-packed show. Talking a lot of bears. Eddie talking Tip. Of, yeah. 
at Adam Hogue, at Jacobson Radio. That is Eric, Adam Hogue, and Mike Jacobson. And uh, this Sunday, this Sunday, get that Scores pizza. Yeah. Or go to Scores. Go to Scores. Watch the game. Sunday, Sunday it's going to be crowded. $2 you call us. Go to Scores, guys. Grab a T-shirt. There's TVs all over that joint. Yeah, great food. Um, say tell Chelsea you heard from uh, Chalks and Dogs. I'm sure she'll buy you a drink. And we might be working on another little something-something at Scores, so stay tuned for that. Yes. So for Dave, I'm me. Go Bears! Peace. <laughs>